Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't And their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break, the great one. We're not talking about an effort on the field. Ooh. We're talking about the process at which we do things. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not going to have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rep. Own this rep. The New York Jets. can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris. Everybody, what's good, everybody? Mike, Mike, Mike. Oh, what a! What a different set of circumstances we're dealing with right now as we start this podcast than we thought we were going to be dealing with when the game ended on Sunday. Traumatic loss. Fum- uh, pun return at the end. A dagger in the heart of Jet fans. Another dagger in the heart of Jet fans at the hands of the New England Patriots. It hurt. It was emotional. Jet fans are depressed. Zach went on the mic afterwards. Didn't say some wasn't as accountable as Jet fans thought he should be. We know he stunk it up. But I thought we'd be starting this podcast off this week, Mike, talking about the game, talking yeah. about the disappointment, talking about being six and four. How's the rest of the season look? What do we think about Zach as the season moves forward? But things have changed. Things have changed big time, people. Zach Wilson is officially benched from Mike White. The ramifications of that and everything that led up to that, we're going to get into in a moment. I really want to hear what Mike has to say about that, guys. Uh, the turn of events, say even from the end of the game on Sunday, when Salah was asked about Zach, to today, when Mike White's put in as a starter. I mean, that that's even kind of remarkable in itself. But guys, two yards of offense in the second half. 2.1 yards average per play. 77 total yards passing on the day. That is absolutely abysmal. I've got to tell Jet fans. We know it was embarrassing. We know how pathetic it was. We know the whole the whole second half was just punts. You know, it was just it was one of the worst displays of offense I can ever remember watching the Jets, Mike. And I think the biggest culprit was the quarterback. The play calling didn't seem great to me either, Mike. Maybe the maybe the offensive line couldn't get pushed in the rushing game either, Mike. Okay, it was windy too. Okay, guess what, Mac Jones. And his noodle-ass arm was 23 for 27. Didn't affect him. I know Zach after the game is talking about no one throwing the ball down the field all day, but you don't have to throw the ball down the field all day to be efficient. That's not all the game is about. You can make a five-yard pass to Berrios, wide open in the flat, right? When you're talking about not being able to push the ball down the field, guys are five yards away from you, and you're missing the pass. So don't talk about down the field, how the wind is affecting you. That's a whole other issue, Mike, but... I want to hear what you have to say, Mike, from the end of that game till right now, Coach Charlotte's press conference today, Zach on the bench, what this means for the future for the Jets is big time, obviously, because almost to me, as I, I mean, we could say it, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it, Mike, the Zach Wilson era, to me, over with. Over with. 20 games in to get benched like he did, 
in the situation he did to lack the accountability also to play as bad as he's played. And I think Jet fans have been more patient with Zach than any player I can ever remember, than any quarterback I can ever remember that we've ever had. Because stacked up against Sanchez and Geno's first couple years and Darnold's first couple years, which we all look back on now and go, yeah, those guys weren't the best. He's way worse than all of them. But we've been chilled. Jet fans have not come for him. Okay, we've been trying to be patient. We've seen glimpses here and there. You see a throw or two here and there. But the truth of the matter is, guys, every stat that matters in the NFL right now, he's at the bottom of the league. And he was last year also. There hasn't been the growth. And this team is too good right now. Too many too many units on this team, Mike, are stacked on defense, on offense, to waste a season letting this kid just lose games for you. And I know it's a team game. Don't get me wrong. But all you needed a quarterback to do this weekend was just play below average even. He played off the charts bad. If you just play in the middle, you just play decent enough, get a few first downs, get a couple field goals, we win the game, Mike. So a lot to get to here with Zach, a lot of numbers to go through. Got to talk about Mike White, got to talk about the Bears. Unbelievable 20 games in, here we are with Zach, Mike, but the decision they made, Joe Douglas, Robert Salah, do you support it? Do you understand it? And what do you think about the Jets moving forward, especially this week here with Mike White and the Chicago Bears? This is a statement from the New York Jets. This is a statement from the New York Jets, not just to the fan base, not just to Zach Wilson in particular, but to the entire organization, all the players, that not one player is greater or better than the other, that we are making decisions. The New York Jets are making decisions in what's best for the team not what's best for one particular player and it speaks it's a tremendous this was the biggest decision in robert sala's professional career as a head coach um all his time as a professional coming up the ranks that i didn't expect him to bench uh zach i thought that was the right decision you could tell he said today yeah there isn't hate you know there's they may be a little irritated they lost he lost the locker room period period you know that because you could see people liking tweets um not taking any accountability i heard what um stephen a smith said that he's a boy trying to do a man's job essentially um i heard all the different pundits saying all those things about zach wilson and not being able to take accountability and that's really where i think he dropped the ball um even zach admitted today that he made a mistake his dad texted him right after and was like what are you doing um and he said that he's not doing his job period and he's not yeah um so i thought this decision shows that the jets are are being real about what they're trying to do and i really um it makes me feel good about the direction of this franchise what i'm gonna say is that what i saw on sunday was the worst jet quarterback performance that i've seen maybe in my life and that's saying a lot because i've seen a lot of scrubs in my life you know brownie nagel geno smith sanchez i mean i could just name them and this was horrific it was horrific because there were wide open players like you said and he was just missing them and and you could tell it's mental you could tell it's mental and part of it for me Emotionally, like I told you this after the game, like I don't want the Patriots to dictate the future of my franchise. And Zach's worst games have all come 
against the Patriots. And every time he plays the Patriots, he's either hurt and out for a couple games or he throws a million interceptions and people are calling for his job. And it's like, I I don't want this team to 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 kill us like that anymore. Like they gave us the ghost game, the butt fumble. Every time we're at our lowest, it's because we're playing the Patriots. And that happened again, but this time I kind of sat back and looked at it and said, you know what? I feel like maybe Belichick just highlighted the problem that we kind of always knew because, yeah. again, Zach hasn't been good. And we're going to get into the numbers here, fellas and ladies and gentlemen. He he really hasn't. And i rather fail fast than just fail and just stay stagnant. To me, the worst situation is ending up with a Derek Carr. Worst situation. Give them millions and you're stuck at eight and eight forever. Dolphins back in the day with Tannehill. Yeah, they won games. It's entertaining. I rather just, you know what? If you're not the dude that can't get us to the promised land, then let's just keep it moving. And maybe, you know, what uh, Belichick did was just expose the truth in a quicker light. And um, and again, we're going to get into those numbers here. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, Zach, it's mental. Uh, Sala said that these issues that he's having fundamentally can be fixed they can if you want to say that but yo second year and you're getting blitzed and you're seeing ghosts because that's literally what was happening um you, you can't act that way and we're and we're not even asking you to be like some great like herbert or burrow or even Derek carr who aforementioned who threw 30 touchdowns in his second year we're not even asking you to do that we just want you to manage the game and you can't even do that straight and then have the audacity to come in after the fact and i understand that the question may have been loaded from the media that's just the new the new york market okay i know you were asked that question earlier and you kind of gave a more uh honest answer as far as your play and being better but you can't let people get at you like that like you should be in front of this and be like yo what i just did is unacceptable frank straight up because yeah. you're the leader of the team look i was in the united states navy captain of the ship in the navy right sleeping the boat runs aground guess who gets fired the captain yep. he wasn't driving the boat he had nothing to do with it. he was sleeping but he takes accountability because he is the commander-in-chief of that vessel went out to sea and that's exactly what zach what zach wilson is the commander-in-chief, he, he is leading this team. You take accountability. You can't act like that. Mike, I, I agree 100%. I think how bad he played, obviously, has a lot to do with the decision to sit him this week. How bad he's played through the first 20 games has a lot to do with why he's sitting this week. But I think a giant part of that's also how he handled himself after the game, which at first didn't seem that bad to me because I just read an article with a bunch of his quotes and in that four or five minute little presser after the game, Mike, there's parts of it where you do hear him say some of the things you want to hear. You heard some accountability, but he quickly followed that up with, for instance, when they asked him about, oh, you know, the receivers are frustrated. He said, well, yeah, I get frustrated with them when they do the wrong thing too. That's not a good look. You're not Aaron Rodgers. You haven't earned that, that yet. You haven't earned that spot yet at the mic to be calling out receivers after you have the worst game anyone can possibly imagine. That's just bad timing. If you go out and throw for 350 and someone drops the ball at the end of the game, you want to call them out and knock yourself out. You throw for 77 yards, you complete two passes, 
to, to, to Mims, I think, all day was the leading receiver. I mean, that's not the time to call out receivers. You bring the wind up. It was windy out there, guys. I mean, it was windy for Mac Jones, too. I, I mean, at the end, when they asked him that question, Mike, yeah, it was definitely a loaded question. Either answer is the wrong. Either answer, I should say, is going to give you a headline, Mike, because when you ask Zach, do you think you let the defense down? When he affirms that, the headline is Zach Wilson said he let the team down. And then they take that headline, they go to other players on the Jets, and they say to them, Zach said he let the team down. Do you agree with them? And it continues, it continues, right, Mike? Instead, he said the opposite, and it was even worse. But you have to be smarter than that. You said his dad called him out, Mike. He had to. The Jets' defense on the day let up a field goal. They let up a lost in this mess from this game, how bad Zach played. And this whole whirlwind after the game is how good the defense once again played. Only 297 yards total for the Pats. That's tremendous for the Jets on the road. That's great. Six sacks on the day, Mike. I mean, time and time and time again in that game, they came up big. Even the two times that Nick Folk missed the field goal, if you remember, a big sack right before that to push them back. He'll give you that extra distance. That's almost that's probably why they missed those field goals. So, I mean, the defense on the day was just absolutely tremendous. But Zach Wilson, everybody who's thinking maybe this is a little reactionary on the Jets' part, this isn't just a decision they're making based off this one game versus the Pats. Jet fans, the chats were on, Mike and I. You guys can go and look at some of these passes he missed this weekend. I'm not talking about the incompletes he threw over Barrios' head. I know he had another bubble screen out there, Mike. I forget the receiver who who he overthrew. I, maybe it was Mims. I'm talking about some of the plays you and I have seen, Mike, the aerial yeah. shots of receivers running wide, open. He doesn't even have pressure on him yet. I think it was Connor Hughes who put the tweet out. I might be wrong. If, if it's not him, I, I apologize. But he kind of went through. There's, there's no pressure on him yet. He doesn't see a wide open Mims. No one covers him. Mims is running for the end zone by himself. Right, Mike? He creates his own nervousness and starts scrambling. No one's even on him yet. And that's kind of what the Jets are getting at. What Salah got at, Salah got at today is you're not doing the simple things. You're not completing the easy things, the layups. You know, you go through some of these numbers and it's just, it's staggering because I think one of the barometers, Mike, you and I and people have used, at least in the past 20 years, for really bad quarterback play. I'm, look, Go ahead, Mike. Look, you want to really wrap it up? We talk about Brady Quinn. Remember 0-9? Remember that? So, Zach, and this is from Rich Zamini. Zach has 13 touchdowns in 20 career games, and that is the fewest of any quarterback through their first 20 since Brady Quinn had 12 passes <laughs> in 2008 to 2012. Okay, first of all, just, I love- I'll just start with that. That's a dynamite, right? Dynamite drop in because that's a tremendous that Zach has been historically bad. And the one guy talking shit about him is the only guy that was worse. Not the one guy talking shit. The guy that was talking shit, Mike, probably before he even should have been, is the guy who's worse. And what I wanted to get to, Mike, was this is we, I think, as far as high draft picks go, I think Brady Quinn was towards the end of the first round or something, Mike. Yeah, it was like 24. Yeah, right? So when you talk about the high end of the draft, first pick, second pick, third pick, Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell. When you get into all-time bust level, I think Jamarcus Russell's the guy that kind of takes the cake. I think that oh. most people use as their barometer. Oh, yeah. And when you put his first 20 starts up against Zach's, it's it's not looking good for Zach. 13 oh. touchdowns for Zach, 15 for Jamarcus. 
16 interceptions for Zach, only 13 for Jamarcus. Completion percentage, a little bit better for Zach. Yards per attempt, basically exactly the same. I mean, the guy that we've used historically as, oh, look at this bust. Look at these stats. Look how bad he played. Jamarcus Russell, Zach's worse than him. You know, I mean, that that's... Is that Dan Scampoli piping in? Is that Dan yeah. Scampoli piping in? <laughs> he said he said easy on Jamarcus. <laughs> yeah, everybody, he's a Raider fan. <laughs> big, big time Jamarcus supporter right there, Daniel Scampoli. Uh, you know, I was going to say, the reason I think Mike White's starting is because that's the guy at least the past three or four weeks, Mike, that's been running in the practices right behind Zach. Right. They must have thought, and we heard this from Keyshawn this morning, uh, at least on the radio, is that in that building, they think Mike White's better than Zach Wilson. And they have thought that, but Zach Wilson's the number two pick in the draft. You know, Mike White's Mike White. Now, to what Dan just said to us, a lot of people have kind of scoffed at, you know, we were talking about would Flacco maybe start. Now, Flacco's not great. Flacco's, you know, Flacco's below average, even, uh, at this point in his career. Mike, I, we know that. But still, he put up 309 versus the Ravens. He put up 307 uh, versus the Browns. And he had 285 yards versus the Bengals. So, Flacco's not great. But when he was in there at quarterback, the offense was functioning. The offense was getting first downs. Elijah Moore was getting 40 or 50 yards a clip. You know, so I know Garrett Wilson hadn't started really hitting yet, but I just think that that's something I, I, I kind of thought maybe that's the direction they would go just for wins and losses, Mike. But they must think Mike White gives them a better chance to win. I don't think, if you're going to take out Zach Wilson right now, you're putting in the guy you think gives you the best chance to win. It's why you're doing it. It's that's why right. he's not going out there next weekend. It's why he's not playing. So in the building right now, they must think that Mike White is the guy that gives them the best chance over Flacco. Mike White's not that fast either. Maybe a little bit more mobile than Flacco. And hey, the Bears' defense against the pass has been pretty decent. They're actually ranked a little higher than us. Mike, I think they're eighth or ninth. Against the rush, they stink. And as a team, they're not great. So, I mean, this is a good time to slide him in anyway. Give Zach a week off. Mike White is an interesting choice, and it's going to be debated if it was the right or wrong one if he goes out there and stinks it up. Because Flacco's coming in as the backup this week. So what happens if we go through the first half, Mike, and we have no points? Are we popping Flacco in? So there's a lot lot to lot to think about going into this Bears game. But, Mike, we're going to get into some of Zach's stats from last year to this year and compare the two. Just yep. to show everybody how there's really not the progression. But you have a stat that you read to me a moment ago before we started the show. I think it was Michael – was it Michael Nania, Michael? It was Michael Nania. Okay, yeah, he's and tremendous. It was Michael Nania from JetX. Guys, so – When we talk about now, this is why what we're saying, it's kind of like Zach this entire time. He started off his career with like getting D pluses, C minuses. Every time he played the Patriots, he gets an F and then he'd come back and get a C and a D. He never had that A performance like Mike White did against the Bengals. Right. You know, that that performance where you get that A plus like, oh, I could see what you can be. That's why the thing with Zach, it's it's terrible because he's he's just been kind of like, eh. And then he just has those late, real bad dips and it makes him look horrific. So one thing that Michael Nania put out contextually from NFL average of completion percentage versus a second year quarterback's completion percentage over the last 30 years, Zach Wilson, okay, has the... Fifth worst uh, comparison of any quarterback in thirty years. In thirty years, the worst is Achilles Smith. You guys all remember him from Cincinnati. Tim Tebow 
number two, okay? J.P. Lausman, scrub up with the Hill people. You guys remember him. <laughs> Kellen Clements, only other one. Remember Kellen? Remember that? Yeah. And then Zach Wilson. And guys under him that have a little bit better is Brandon Whedon, Todd Murnovich from the Raiders. Murnovich, yeah, Murnovich. Murnovich, yeah. Drew Locke, Gus Farratt, Brownie Nagel, Jamarcus Russell. Guys. Oh, my God. Do you understand? Mike, he's below Browning Nagel? Son, he's below Browning Nagel. Is that where we're at right now? From, from completion percentage to the NFL average completion. Yeah, no, I understand what you mean. I mean. That, this is a historic, like, he's historic bad. Like, he was worse than Geno. Worse than Sanchez. Worse than Sam. Sam had games, guys. Remember against Dallas Cowboys? You remember his first game against the 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 the, the, the uh the Detroit Lions or against yeah. the Colts or the Denver Broncos? He had games. Zach has never had he had moments. Zach had to come back against the Steelers, looked amazing. All right, we were all excited about that. Zach had the big throw against the Titans, right? But he hasn't had a game where you're like, yo. That's what's up, okay? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence has already had those games. You know what I'm saying? You 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 could see it in uh, Fields had yep. a couple of these games. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but you had Fields, exactly. right? Yeah. But you haven't seen it yet from Zach. Let's see what uh, Adrian said. Could this be the missing piece? All we need is a QB who can get the ball to receivers. That's it, right? I mean, you're look. I'll tell you what, Adrian. I think that the reason Zach is not going to play this weekend is because the Jets think they just need to figure out the quarterback and everything else is right. Because if they thought there was question marks on defense, offense, and we're not close, they'd keep throwing this kid out there Correct. to see what he had. The fact that they don't think that, the fact that they agree with you that maybe we just need decent quarterback. I mean, goes without saying, right? Obviously, you need average quarterback play to win. But for some teams, they need their quarterback to play at a like, – like, for instance, Aaron Rodgers has carried some of those Packers teams. Maybe he should have had 11 or 12 wins on his back because he's that good. We don't need that right now. We don't need that. We don't – it'd be nice. We don't need that. We just need someone to be competent at the position. That's and it. I know a lot of people were saying – and Mike said this before. He's talking about the, the game versus the Pats and the two games versus the Patriots have been the highlight game, which stood out as his worst games this year. But, Mike, when you go through this season – the Pittsburgh game, it was his first game back. He's 50%, 18 for 36. Okay. Miami game, he's 14 for 21, 210 yards. The game versus Green Bay, he only had 110 yards in that game. 121 yards versus the Broncos. We know the, the first New England game, disaster. Buffalo, we won the game and he was efficient, only 154 yards. And then we have last week's game. So there's no game like Mike's alluding to. This year he's lit it up. We know Zach has had zero games in his career he's ever thrown three touchdowns he's only thrown two touchdowns five times this year i think he has five games he didn't even throw a touchdown in okay when you look at last year this year you're looking for progression you're You're looking for improvement especially considering if you look at zach's roster last year maybe not the best maybe you even give him we wanted to and this is one of the things i said to mike a million times one of the reasons before this week i feel like jet fans didn't just come for zach even though his stats, we all saw the stats. We see the tape. We're watching with our eyeballs every week for 20 games. Him not play great, but every Jet fan's like, all right, let's see, let's wait, let's see, let's wait, because this has happened to us so many times already. We don't want it, but like, we don't want to say it. No one wanted to. No one wanted to say out of their mouth, man, he looks like a scrub. We wanted to say, oh, this is his excuse. That's his excuse. I just think that we just need someone to go in there and be mildly efficient. Because if you look at last year's stats of this year, Mike. Yards per game, last year he was 179. This year he's 182. 
right at the bottom of the league. QB rating last year, he was 69.7. This year, he's 72, right at the bottom of the league once again, Mike. Last year, his completion percentage was 55.6. It's the same exact percentage. I mean, exact. It's exact. Exactly the same. And and to and to full add further context, and I agree with you, Adrian. We need Mike White to capitalize on the defense success. Absolutely, he has a big opportunity. We're about to get into Mike White here in a second, but to con- to add on to what uh, Keith was mentioning, QBR is like that overall stat that some people are like, I don't really understand what it all entails, but it essentially encompasses your value as a quarterback, running, passing, catching, whatever it is, right? So. QBR perspective, Zach Wilson, last two seasons, this is from Rich Zamini, among 33 starting quarterbacks, okay, he overall is the 31st ranked quarterback from a QBR perspective. 31 out of 33. Guys, he's the number two pick. He's the number two pick, okay? Against the red zone, in the red zone, he's 28th. When blitzed, he's 32nd. Outside the pocket, he's 32nd. Under duress, he's 32nd. Guys, this is unacceptable for the number two overall pick. And and again, something that I'll just be real with you, and this is just me. When I saw Dak Prescott play his first preseason game, I was like, oh, that kid, he was a fourth-round pick. That that kid can play. I mean, I could see it right away. Okay, Russell Wilson, when he came in for the dude who made all that money off one game throwing six touchdowns with the Packers. I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Dude comes in, and I'm like, oh, who's this Russell Wilson cat? Yeah. Like, you could yeah. see it, okay? Right away. Herbert. We all thought Herbert was a scrub. That's why we were like, oh, the Giants were going to – right away you could see it. He was yep. throwing balls. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, right? I had not once watched Zach Wilson like, oh, wow, we got, we got something here. Like, you could see – Absolutely, this dude is going to be something special. You you would see some of the throws and get excited. You would see some highlights, but there was nothing that you could grab onto and say, "Oh man, we got somebody." And that that's just me. I I and I've been kind of. I told myself I'm going to hold and I'm going to watch. Or I'm going to give him the whole season. But if the coaching staff makes a move like this, and don't let Robert Sala fool you, people. Don't let the Jets fool you in in what they said, that they have an unwavering confidence that Zach Wilson is the future. Because if you know that this is your future, you don't do this. Nope. Okay? Because you know why you don't do this? If Mike White goes out there, okay, and balls, it's over. It is the end of the Zach Wilson. Over with. Trust me. It's over. They're not going to put him back in. Under any circumstances, if they're winning, barring my Mike, barring some type of like injury situation where he has to play, um, I think Jet fans and even us here, we got to come to terms with the fact that the Zach Wilson era is over with. It's over with. And, and, it's, and Mike White goes out there and plays good, mm-hmm. it's immediately over with. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a glimmer, there's a glimmer right now floating out of hope, I guess, for Zach to get back in there and play. But if you're 20 games in, you're the number two pick. And you're at this point in the season, 10 games in, seven games left, and your team decides to sit you on the bench. Not a good sign for your career. Historically, historically, not a good sign for your career, Mike. So, Keith, what are your thoughts on Mike White? Well, that's the other side of the coin here is, is Mike White. 
obviously that's what the Jets think, is Mike White so much better than Zach Wilson. And when you dig into the numbers, they're a little bit polarizing the numbers because he has that great game versus the Bengals where he obviously had a day. I went, I saw his jersey in the Hall of Fame, greatest game ever for, for, for a guy's first start. Tremendous day he had. Uh, we know he went berserk in that game, 82%, completely presented three touchdowns, a touchdown in overtime. Um, and the kid, he's 6'5", like 225, 230. He's a much bigger man than Zach Wilson is. So, I mean, he's kind of got the size you want from a quarterback. We've seen him be efficient. He was okay in the preseason. Look, I'm not thrilled with Mike White. I'm not excited they have to sit Zach down, Mike. This is not what we want. This is not ideal. This is not the situation we thought we'd be in, especially if you told Jet fans before the season started they'd be 6-4. and four. In your mind, you would have said, oh, that means Zach probably took a step. And the Jets are balling. He must be playing well. Where it's been the opposite. And on the flip, it's the defense holding it down, right, on a yeah. weekly basis here, which we thought the defense would be improved. But, I mean, they've, they're playing at a level I couldn't even imagine. I know they're ranked eighth based off yardage, but I think most people know that watch the game. They're one of the better defenses in the league right now. Every unit is playing well. They're pretty healthy on defense, knock on wood, too. So that's one of the reasons, man. I, Joe Douglas and Salah looked at this, Mike, and they said, look, there's seven games left. We should have just won that game. We should have won. Forget both Patriot games. Damn right. Okay, but let's just say one and one. That's seven and three we are. And we're in a good spot. I mean, I don't think Salah and Joe Douglas especially. Joe Douglas has been around for a minute now. This is his third This is his third year technically as the GM. I know he got around the year before, but he didn't draft anyone. He wasn't able to do much in free agency. So we'll say three years here. And he knows he needs to win now. Even as good as last year's draft class was, Mike, he has not produced results when it comes to wins and when it comes to losses. I don't think they want to waste this season. No. I think they've seen enough. I don't think he remotely gives us the best chance to win. There's a chance, as of right now, he's the worst quarterback on the whole roster. But the difference is that's the guy that maybe you felt like has the highest ceiling. So you roll with him through some ugly games. You know, when you know maybe a guy A and guy B, you think might be a little bit better. You're like, look, they might be better at this moment. But for our long-term plan, we're going to go with Zach, which they did for a long time, for 20 games. But this isn't 1988. This is 2022. That's right. Okay. Josh Rosen got drafted and replaced in one season. Mike, and we've seen it many other times. Guys get moved pretty quick. You're not going to get three full seasons to play mediocre. You're not. Or, or to forget mediocre. To play as the worst quarterback in the league, especially when the talent around you is as good as what the Jets have right now. I think, Mike, the Jets didn't anticipate being so far ahead of schedule when it comes to the defense. So now we're in a spot where we're like, damn, we can't just say the Jets right now are three and seven. Zach Wilson's playing this week. That's right. He's playing the rest of the whole season. But we're not. We're six and four. And we have a chance. So I don't know. I can't sit here and tell Jeff fans I know what Mike White's going to bring to the table. But I do know last year he was around 66% completion percentage, which is about 10 points better than Zach. Just that alone. Say we take the one stat. That alone makes me think, all right, he's going to probably be more efficient than Zach Wilson. He had a great game versus the Bengals, got hurt the next game. I think it was versus the Dolphins, if I remember correctly, but I might be wrong. Maybe it was the Colts. No, it was Colts. Colts, Colts. That's yeah. was the Colts game. And he was playing okay in that game. He had a touchdown yep. before he got hurt. And then he came back versus the Bills. We know how that game went. Disaster zone. And then we never saw Mike White again. That's why he's a mystery. He's a mystery. That's why Mike White, we've seen the good, we've seen the bad. But like Mike mentioned ago, 
We've never seen Zach Wilson come close to having a game like Mike Whitehead versus the Bengals. So it's why it's tantalizing and it's why it's so interesting going into this Bears game because I really don't know what he's going to bring to the table. But I'm pretty sure he's not going to, you know, be throwing at 55%, 50% completion percentage. He's a little more efficient than Zach. I think if they can keep him upright and we can run the ball decently, the Bears are not some great team. We'll get into the Bears in a second. But I don't know, Mike. I think that I thought because of how he played those first three games. Remember, after three games, the Jets offense was ranked in the top 10 with Joe Flacco. I'm not, guys, I understand Joe Flacco. I know people are listening right now like, Keith, what the F, bro? Joe Flacco's a bomb. He's old. He's washed. I get it. But in the spectrum of scrubs, the spectrum, the bottom of that is Zach Wilson right now, as Mike mentioned to you in the past 30 years. Dumb and then somewhere years. somewhere in the middle of the scrub world is Joe Flacco. He's still an improvement, as bad as he is. So I thought they might go that route, but they're going Mike White. So let's see what happens, Mike. I mean, we got nothing to lose, which is bad as Zach's played last week. And as much as he hasn't been able to get anything done in the passing game, when you have Garrett Wilson, you have Elijah Moore, you have Conklin, the running backs can catch the ball. The offensive line hasn't been great. We're killed with injuries. They've been good enough, I think. Especially in that Patriot game. They have plenty of sacks and they got pressure on Zach because they blitz every single play, basically. Mike, because they know that's what he that's what messes them up. But I think that if they can, you know, just keep Mike right, keep Mike White upright against this Bears team and run the ball decently enough, I think the Jets are going to win this game with Mike White in there or Joe Flacco in there. But I think this, the sitting of Zach, it had to happen at this point in the season. And it shows the fans where Joe Douglas's head at is where Robert, Robert Salah's head at. And that's all about 2022. 23, about- 24, 25, we'll figure it out. You mentioned Derek Carr a moment ago. Ironically enough, that's someone I'd love to have as our quarterback because he's someone that could probably get the job done. We don't need him to do too much. But what do you think, Mike, about Mike White? And were you surprised when you heard the press conference today? I know you were live tweeting out to the nation. Were you surprised when Joe, uh, when Robert Salah said it's going to be Mike White and not Joe Flacco? I didn't know that they were going to bench him this game. I thought they were going to give him one more chance and put him on a leash and then essentially bench him if he wasn't making any progress. But this was a statement, like I said before, what he said after the game, I think, sealed it. And this is an important statement, again, to the locker room from the coach that no one player is bigger than another. And if you're not doing your job, you're going to get replaced. Mike White is exciting. Obviously, he's a fan favorite. There are a lot of people that love Mike White who wear the green and white. And it's because of what he did against the Cincinnati Bengals. His jersey hangs in the rafters. The man threw for over 400 yards and multiple touchdowns against the team that went to the Super Bowl last season. So we've seen him be able to operate an offense. I don't like his touchdown to interception ratio. Okay. I know that he got hurt up against the Colts and then he came back against the Bills and threw four interceptions and then was gone. Understood. We did see him this preseason, but he's playing with backups, so you can't really say too much about that. But here's the facts, guys. The Jets have a Super Bowl defense. They have a Super Bowl defense. They have one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Right now, Quentin Williams is up for Defensive Player of the Year. He's the best defensive tackle in the sport. End of story. We've got two all-pro corner lockdown corners. Okay? We've got line a linebacking core that gets after it. Okay? You saw on Sunday... What this defense can do, it's tremendous. They can rush just four players and get at the quarterback. You know what other defenses did that? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Warren Sapp. The New York Giants that did it up against the Patriots when they beat them 
when they were perfect. That's the type of defense we've got, guys, and they don't want to waste it, like Keith said. And a move like this doesn't just happen in a vacuum. It's got to be checked off with everybody on top. Owners probably consulted. And I am hearing that the owners are letting JD and Sala run this team the way they need to, and I love that. Thank you. Love it. Okay? Let them run it the way they have it. And you know what? I have mad confidence in JD as our as our as our GM. I don't want to hear anybody trying to, you know, look, not everybody's going to get the quarterback right. Nobody knew he would be having the yips where he can't even throw a damn ball because he's seen deer in headlights. You can't see that. I understand he played at BYU and people. And one other thing I didn't really like, Keith, and, and again, this is maybe a little controversial on my part, but a lot of people I've seen in the media taking digs at Zach Wilson saying, oh, you know, he, he's a rich kid, spoiled-ass rich kid. Yeah. No, you know what? Just back the hell up. You don't know who he is. You see and hear, but you automatically, because he comes from a rich family, want to just rip on him and just be like, oh, and I, I don't like that. I think that's unfair, and I think that's lazy, and I think that's just not right to do. So just back the hell up. Yeah, he ain't doing his, th- his job. But just because he comes from a rich or wealth family or he's Mormon or he comes from Utah and played at BYU doesn't mean that, oh, he doesn't, you know, he's whatever. I just don't like those shots and I don't like when people do that. Anyway, that's me. Um, Yeah, I mean, it almost has nothing to do with anything. I mean, you can be, you can, I should say this, having to, most people that probably listen to this, me, you, just normal blue collar people, everything I have, I've had to earn myself. You know, no nepotism has been involved in my life or yours or probably most people's. And some people do get born with a silver spoon in their mouth, but it doesn't necessarily let you know what their competitive fire is like or the drive inside of them is like. Tom Brady's dad was super successful. Tom Brady managed to do pretty good. Um, And you could be someone who comes from a horrible situation and you can get to a certain level and still have deficiencies in your character. It has nothing to do with how you were raised or the financial scenario. I think think that's kind of irrelevant in, in the big scheme of things, Mike. And... Um, I did hear people say the same thing too, and I, I didn't think about that at all. It was that didn't enter my mind one bit. No. I saw his reactions after the game; they did seem like a kind of a bratty, spoiled kid. Yes, and I get that reaction. Yes, because I didn't see what I wanted to see, and I know New York here, New York, the worst approach you can take if you suck it up to the level he did is to be flippant after the game or nonchalant about it or pass the buck, or act like it's not your fault to try to be a wise ass to the media. You're done for, bro. Because instead of getting two or three loaded questions thrown at you, now every question's like that. Now 50 questions you get all have an answer that either way you look like an asshole. Right. That's what you create for yourself in New York if you start acting like a jerk. And I think he got checked. I think he got humbled. I think you're right, Mike. I want to just say one more thing. But White, but I think White, Keith, White has been in this offense for a while now he's been a backup for a minute he is yeah. much taller than zach wilson is which can give him some advantage as far as balls getting batted down with the line scrimmage that we've been yeah. seeing from zach wilson right and really this offense just needs someone to operate it we don't i know that zach wilson is a way more talented player than mike white is hundred thousand percent but i look at mike white like he's a different type of version of tua tua really is not that great of a quarterback guys I understand he's up for MVP and everything like that. What he does is he makes quick decisions and he's accurate, short. And he's got the offense, he's got the coach, and the players to be successful. And honestly, can Mike White do the same thing? I mean, we're going to find out. 
I, I think it's a mystery. I know what Keith is saying about Joe Flacco, but the difference between Joe Flacco and Mike White really comes down to one thing for me: mobility. He's a Flacco is a straight up statue. Yeah, true. Okay, and 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 you know, just based on what you were seeing in that offensive line, we don't have it all fully put together. You know, he's going to topple over at all times, and so at least White has some nuance and some nimbleism to his game. That's the only difference I see, Keith, as far as you know, one over the other. Why I like one or the other. Both of them have experience. Both of them are not great quarterbacks. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, no one's saying Mike White's a great quarterback, but it shows you how bad Zach Wilson has been that he's getting benched for Mike White. And that, that should just that should just put everything in perspective for everybody right there. And Mike mentioned a moment ago the defense. Mike, C.J. Mosley kind of goes under the radar a lot here with his Jet defense. Bill Belichick said he's probably one of the best players he goes up against on a yearly basis. Had a lot of love for C.J. Mosley after the game. On pace for 165 tackles this season, which is just completely unbelievable. With this Jet defense as a whole, you know, Mosley also has a sack. Quincy Williams is playing pretty decent, has a couple sacks himself. Quinnen, eight sacks. Lawson, five sacks. JFM, three and a half sacks. We know Jermaine Johnson and Clemens, both our rookies, have a couple sacks. Huff has a couple sacks. So the Jets' defense is sixth in the league in sacks right now. That's a world we have not operated in in God knows how long. Why it's even more impressive is, what, 90% of the time we're just rushing four guys? So you look at it in that perspective, it's one of the reasons our defense has been so good. It's why it's so hard to move the ball on us. We're only rushing four guys. We're still getting to the quarterback. We're still getting sacks. Rankin's had two sacks also. He's been out. And then when you go to throw the ball, we have six or seven guys back there, two of them being Pro Bowl-level corners right now. So so can I ask you a question? Yeah. What happens on Sunday against Justin Fields and the Bears? You know, it depends, Mike, on which Justin Fields kind of shows up here. Because I think he's really found something. When he came into the league, do you remember how we did a show on Justin Fields, Mike? And we yep. spoke with the gentleman um, – from the newspaper in, in over there in Columbus and Ohio. Yep, yep. And when you looked and, and Justin Fields, ridiculous athlete. And we know that and he could scramble and he did scramble in college, but probably not as much as people thought he threw the ball a lot in college. You know, he threw the ball probably more than people would think because of his athletic skills. And when he came into the pros, I think if you look at the beginning of last season, I know you, you even had him in fantasy, Mike, he didn't run the ball the most to start his career. He ran it, you know, he would get yardage. But I think what he's realized is, look, I'm such a great athlete. This is what I have to do to move the chains, to move this offense. He, he's the whole offense. Before the year started, you were talking about how they got the kid nothing, and you were right. They don't have a lot of weapons. They have okay running backs. Offensive line isn't great. He's the whole offense. Yep. He's only throwing. They're, they're last in the NFL, Mike, in passing yards, and they're first in the NFL in rushing right now. And it basically, both of those statistics I just mentioned to you have to do with Justin Fields because he's averaging about a buck twenty a game passing. One of the only quarterbacks averaging less yards per game passing than Zach Wilson. The difference being, I think he's averaging over a hundred yards a game rushing. So it's it's and when you go up against those type of QBs, Mike, it's so hard in your head to envision how you think the game is going to go because it's a, it's a, it's a it's a team that you can stop at third and nine. You're playing great, and he runs the ball seventy yards for a touchdown, and he blows everything up. So it's hard for me to picture how the game's going to go when it comes to the the uh, defensive side of the ball just because of what he brings to the table. But I think we have the corners that tackle well enough. I think we have the linebackers that are good at tackling, and they, they're 
good at staying, especially in zone. They, 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 their assignments, they stick to them. They've been disciplined on defense. The penalties have kind of decreased also on defense. I think our defense matches up well with them. I know the Bears are not a good football team. No. They're, I know they ran the ball a zillion times against the Pats and won that game, but the Bears are not a good football team. Justin Fields, 13 touchdowns this year, passing, eight touchdowns rushing. We know with the feet, though, he's running the ball all over the place. 834 yards Incredible. rushing this year. Which is yeah. unbelievable in ten games. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a man. We're talking about fourteen, fifteen hundred yards, Mike. So, um, I think this is what I think. Mike White's going to come in, give us a jolt. The crowd's going to be excited. They're going to be pumped. After that way, last week ended. I did not think we'd be going into this game with this kind of feeling we have, which is kind of an injection of hope and 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 a positive vibe instead of a negative vibe. And I do think that you know the defense of the Jets is tremendous. What he brings to the, the table field is very unique, right? But we're good against them. We're, if you look at across the board stats, the Jets are ninth against the rush and we're eighth against the pass or the other way around. One of those two, right? So we're solid against both. But I yep. just don't think the Bears, as good as Shields has been rushing the ball, he hasn't been doing it against defenses. I think they're as good as us, Mike. Um, here it is. Eighth overall in yards. We are right now, guys. Ninth in scoring. We're ninth against the rush and we're tenth against the pass. So we're pretty solid across the board. I think the defense is going to be too much for them here. I think if the Jets can just put up 17 or 20 points, Mike, I don't see the Bears putting up a lot of points, barring fields going off. Like, he did have a few games like that. If they can just make him pass the ball, turn him into a pocket passer, there's a chance this is going to be a long day for the Bears. Yeah, I don't see – I think the Jets are going to win this game, particularly just because I think the defense is too good for – Justin Fields or Trevor Simeon to do anything with. Um, I think that, the, you know, we're going to see what happens with the offense, but I think the Jets are just a better team, to your point. I, I do. I think the Jets are definitely closer to a playoff team than not, and the Bears are still in rebuild mode. And even though uh, we know that Fields, if he plays, now remember, he's got a, um, a, a separated AC joint and some ligaments that are having some issues. So he may not play, and it may be Trevor Simeon. Um but whether it's Trevor Simeon or it's Justin Fields, I still do think that our defense will be able to contain him. We just got to be able to manage the run of the threat of him running the ball. And I'll tell you, he is definitely a weapon uh, when it comes to running the ball. His speed is some is not to be messed with, and he is someone that can torch you. I mean, he was running all over the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, he all was over. The Miami Dolphins. I mean, they couldn't do anything. They just kept scoring because their defense is trash. So I think Mike White should have a pretty decent day. Um, I think that I would love Elijah Moore to get a lot of burn here with White, along with uh, Garrett Wilson. I would love to see um, LaFleur open up the playbook to a more seasoned uh, play, signal caller where he can feel more comfortable running more different uh, m- different schemes within the offense. So we're going to see a lot coming up. And, uh, you know, Zach will be inactive for this game, actually. Flacco will, will be the backup. Yeah. So How crazy is that? They just want him to sit and see what's up. And uh, look, if White does what he's got to do, Zach's not going to see the field again. If White struggles and then they got to get Flacco back and, they, you know, then we'll probably see Zach again. Either way, when I say I think Zach is wrapped, he might play again this year. I'm not saying you might not see him play football again. He's not going to be our starter next year. 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a chance that's happening. I, don't I think, think so, yeah. and I don't think we're going in the draft. I think they're going to try to figure out something with a veteran. But getting a little ahead of myself, let's stick to the Bears for now, Mike. They lost last week to the Falcons. The week before, they lost to the Lions. Two close games. They're losing to bad teams. I think we're a much better team than both of those squads right there. Uh, I know Justin Fields obviously is a tremendous weapon, but um, the Bears are not a great football team, and the Jets. Outside of the quarterback position, I think we're better than them everywhere. Uh, you know, and the quarterback position is an important one. But Justin Fields is averaging about 128 yards passing a game. So, I mean, you can you turn him into a one-dimensional quarterback. Like I said, it's going to be a long day for them. I think our defense is going to be tremendous. Now, the Bears' defense itself, Mike, they're not that good against the rush. Number 29 in the league against the rush. They give up about 140 yards rushing a game. They're decent against the pass, not that good against the rush. So I think you can, I don't know, I think there's a recipe here for us to have a pretty good day on offense. But team's going to be able to let you run the ball up and down the field. Like we've been able to do pretty decently this year. I think there's a chance for us to score some points and move the ball for sure. Only one 200-yard passing game the whole season for Justin Fields. Now, if they're able to run the ball, they're first in the league in rushing. If they're able to run the ball, obviously they've been very good at it. They'll control the clock. So I think it's going to be one of those type of games. Whoever can run the ball better this game, I think is going to win. I don't think either team is going to be throwing for 350 and three touchdowns. I don't think either quarterback is going to do that. I think it's going to be You never know. Mike White's done it once already. I'm just in my mind trying to envision this. I think it's going to be probably a pretty close game. I think the Jets have a chance to run away with it. But I think by the end, smoke's going to clear Mike. Maybe 24, 14 Jets, okay. um, 20, 20 to 10 Jets or something like that, barring some type of disaster. I do think we walk out with a dub. We go 7-4. and four. Then you have six games left in the season to look at, whether it's Mike White, whether you see in the next few weeks Zach improve and you pop him back and whatever the case may be. Insofar as 2022 goes, whoever gives us the best chance to take a W, I want to play quarterback. That's right. I don't care if it's Kristen Revel or Strevler, Mike, from the practice squad. I don't care who it is because I know enough now, and the Jets have kind of showed their hand here, that they don't think it's Zach. No matter what they say, no matter what you hear from anyone else, you can't see these numbers and see the way he's played and feel anything other than negativity moving forward. There's nothing. One of the reporters asked Salah a really tough question today. And the question was basically leading to what you mentioned, Michael, with Michael Nania's uh, graph and his stats, which was considering he's one of the worst quarterbacks through 20 games ever. What do you see that we don't see that gives you hope for the future? Tough question. Wow. There's a lot to answer. And he gave you coach speak. Well, you don't know what I see in practice, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. That's a tough. That's a tough. He's in a bad spot. What's he going to say? Keith, Keith, Keith. Uh, Let's be 100. The drafting of Zach Wilson was the biggest decision that Joe Douglas made as a professional. And the biggest job that Robert Sala had outside of coaching the New York Jets was to ensure that his offensive coaching staff prepared and got Zach to be become a successful quarterback. And by benching him, by admitting that this is a bad this was bad you're throwing shade on jet brass and there's no one that can escape it even the owners because you guys all cleared it you took him number two okay and you couldn't develop him and he's regressing it it, you got to say to yourself look why did he just play the worst game of his career at 20 starts that's an indictment on the coaching staff as well yeah 
Okay, That's I mean, fair. I know it's bad on 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 Zach, but you gotta you gotta do. Remember when when McCorkle went out there last season as a as a rookie and he threw three passes and that's it and they won the game against the Bills. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. Because Belichick knew, yo, I can't. He's not. So they knew exactly how to coddle him and deal with him, you know, in those conditions. And the Jets haven't been able to do that. So yes, that's why this is a sensitive topic, and we know all we know that. And guess what? I'm going to judge this coaching staff. I'm going to judge this management group by being able to admit, hey, we got this wrong and we're moving in a different direction. And that's why this today was really um, illuminating for me. And also it, it, may, it gave me hope because it shows me that they're not, they don't think they're big enough to say, oh, we made a mistake. That that was a major decision that Rob Sala did. Absolutely. I'm proud of him for doing it. Yeah, one guy that's kind of escaped our wrath today because i mean obviously zach wilson's the main topic mike it's what everyone wants to hear about talk about every jet chat every jet blog you can talk about it's all zach wilson related i think uh lafleur there as an offensive coordinator has oh. lots of improving to do i mean some of his calls last week were atrocious that did not help zach we didn't get into that as much this week as we were planning on getting into just because zach got benched and now he's not going to start so took us in a different direction but i mean lafleur also i think he needs to be looked at before. Obviously, nothing's going to happen this year, I don't think. He's very tight with Coach Salah. Um, they're very close personal friends. Before next year comes, that's a that's a spot we got to take a look at. And yes. one thing to, to kind of give credit, and, and Mike did this, I mean, for Joe Douglas and Robert Salah to bench Zach Wilson, it's exactly what Mike said. It's them admitting. It's Joe Douglas, more importantly, admitting, I might have made a mistake here. This, this might not be the guy. And that makes you look horrible as a general manager but what makes you look even better is if you do bench him you switch to mike white and your offense works better and you keep winning games that's it then everybody knows look even though zach wilson wasn't the guy you're big enough yeah. to admit all right this was wrong i'm not gonna waste this season i'm not wasting 2022 i know what's up now i'm not gonna give him seven more games with the hope that maybe even though everything tells me i'm wrong that i might be right that's, that's right. what bad teams do. That's what bad franchises do. That's right. That's what the Jets did in the past, plenty of times. Not that's just right. and look know, at work. At work, it, we have a moment. Fail fast. Fail yeah. fast. If you're gonna fail, we all fail. Nobody's Everybody perfect. Does. And J, look, JD's already proved to me that he can build a team. He's proven it. I know it. I believe it one thousand percent. This is our gem, general manager. I don't want any other general manager. I want yeah. this one. And you know what? You made a mistake on Zach. If you did, okay. And if you can admit it and pivot please because that's all we really need so if you're gonna fail fail fast and this is fast <laughs> this is yeah. this is fast and i'm 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 good if this is the yeah case. and i we've said this a ton of times even when they took zach mike and we had high hopes for him you know and we were coming off sam and everything like that in sports you know football's football's a unique sport but within sports there's not a position with more stress upon the player than the quarterback position you lose, it's your fault. You win, it's your fault. The game, a lot of times, resting on your shoulders, you have the ball in your hands every single play. Okay? So I don't think it's it's hyperbole to say I don't care how many times you have to go back to the well at that position because once you do get it right, which we have not for a long time, and I get it, but once you nail it, once you get the guy, once you get some someone in there who's a constant – you have them for a long time. That's historically how it works in the NFL. We just have not, we just obviously have not hit. But it's, it's not just the Jets. I mean, the Bears have 
Justin Fields, we'll see. Mike, they've never had a good quarterback right. in the history of their whole entire team. I mean, the Patriots before Tom Brady was there, Drew Bledsoe was okay. He's not Tom Brady. You know, between Tua playing decent and okay now and Dan Marino, the Dolphins didn't have a quarterback. Between Jim Kelly and Josh Allen, there was a dark age for the Bills. And we can run through every single team. It's not often you get a far than they draft a Rodgers. Or you you have a Phillip Manning Rivers. Manning and Luck. Or yeah. Phillip Rivers and they draft Herbert. You know, those are anomalies. And unfortunately for the Jets, as we know, we've drafted plenty of bad quarterbacks. More than most. Right, guys? But as many times as they have to go to the well to figure it out, I'm fine with it. Because I just want the Jets to win, whoever the quarterback is. Yeah. And if it's not Zach, like Mike said, in 20 games, if you know it, I don't need 27 then. If you know in 20 games he ain't the dude, I don't need 27. Let's take these last seven and try and win. Let's take these last seven and remove the piece of the team that we all can see obviously is the worst piece. (laughs) I mean, right? Is that just common sense? Like up and down the squad, point to the worst piece of the team. It's the quarterback. So I think, and I meant to mention this at the beginning of the game, I think they should have pulled him during the game. I do too. Because that's how bad he was playing. I I think that would have been helpful for Zach. Because he was playing so bad, the second half especially. I think it would have been an easier scenario this week to bring Mike White in, see how he does. Last week, last year he actually came in versus Pats 2 in a game. Remember, he played well. Um, And they would have brought him in to finish that game off, regardless of how it went. And then start Mike White this week. Maybe yeah. less drama. But, you, but it is what it is. But what's crazy, Keith, you watched the game. He was actually making decent decisions all the way up to the part where he almost threw McCordy a touch interception in his chest. And after that, he was just stone-faced. Like, he couldn't do anything. He was just scared out of his mind. And it was – I couldn't understand it. I'm sitting there like, yo, what yeah. the hell is going well, on? Mike, why that is – why that is disconcerting is like I mentioned about what you need to be good at this position of quarterback. None of the elite quarterbacks, when you go look at the stats, even the guys that are the best statistically of all time, yeah. the reason they played as long as they did and balled as long as they did is because they have it up here. Yeah, man. It's the middle. Yeah. It's not just it's not just Aaron Rodgers being able to hit a slant route on the sideline through a window this big yep. time and time again. It's the fact that Aaron Rodgers hits that window and that slant. But he released the ball before the receiver even turned around because he knows where the guy's going to be because he's that good. And he knows the defense he's up against. So much of it is mental and also so much of it is throwing that big pick, having that bad play, right? Getting down and being like, I don't care what just happened. Shaking it off right away and getting back on your horse and balling out. I don't think Aaron Rodgers or Brady or any of these guys, they obviously you see them demonstratively get upset when they throw a pick. But the next drive, when they go out there, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they just, they're, they're like, no, 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 I'm about to go out here and throw a touchdown this play. Right. Like, it just, you need that mentality. And it, the press conference after the game and kind of the way it seems like when he's gotten down in games or had bad plays, we don't see a lot of rebounding from him. Those are red flags. It's insecurity. It's insecurity, bro. It's insecure. I'm just flat out. He got scared. He was insecure. And he was on defense. That's what you saw. You saw a young man on defense. And we could... You know, I look at a guy like Eli Manning. You could say whatever you want about Eli. Yo, cold. Cold. Nothing sh- Nothing messed with this cat. Nothing. Like, the media, he could go out there, throw four interceptions. He's Eli. 
And that's the type of mentality Keith's okay. talking about. Like, yo, <laughs> in the Super Bowls, that's why he did what he did. Because he's cool, man. Nothing was messing with his head. Okay? And it's, to me, Zach struggles in a very particular place that I, there's no training. There's no nothing. That It's psychological, man. Yeah. And if you don't got it up there and you're going to dwindle and, and shrivel up in the, in the moments... I'm sorry, man. You don't. You're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, you're, you're not, not cut out, especially to be a quarterback in the NFL. If that's how you operate, like Mike, you mentioned ago a, a little while ago about being in the military and how <clears throat> important accountability is for anyone out there. If you were to be at work, you know, and your boss makes a mistake, and then there's a meeting where he could admit that he made a mistake to you, but instead he blames you guys. Doesn't take any accountability. And his boss is there watching, and now you guys got blamed for something. That's almost like what Zach Wilson did when he had a chance just to go, yeah, I stunk. I mean, Josh Allen played the Jets. We whooped him after the game. He kind of showed you what you do when you don't play bad. You saw Justin Fields, Mike. This guy's been playing pretty good, but last week didn't have the best game. He's like, it's, it's my fault. I lost the game for the team. So these aren't difficult things to know how to, to do. It's hard to say. Just say um, And maybe this, you know, this is a learning process for everybody. Zach's, Zach's a young man. I get that as well. It's easy for me. I'm 20. I'm not 20, but I'm getting there. Almost 20 years older than Zach, so it's easy for me to judge. I'm not in that situation, but hey, look, guys, Zach Wilson scenario for now is on pause. He's on the bench. He's not even active this week. So everything about it, out of sight, out of mind. It's all about Mike White. It's all about Joe Flacco. It's all about beating the Bears this week, getting to seven and four, continuing this season, continuing to, like the defense has played better. It seems every single week. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore popped up on the radar last week. We have Conklin. Corey Davis is getting healthy. We have Barrios. Carter and Robinson, not a bad one, too. Offensive line is so banged up. We know that. They're playing average at best, though. So, I mean, we have a chance here to do something, and I'm I'm really impressed, to say the least, with Robert Flaw and the Jets that they made this move because I feel like a lot of teams wouldn't have. Nope. And a lot of GMs, Mike, wouldn't have. We see that in our – Dynasty Keeper League. Some people hold on to guys forever because they want to validate a decision they made when you shouldn't. Same thing applies to the NFL, Mike. Sometimes you got to cut bait. You got to be smart. Can't have your ego and you not wanting to look back individually as a decision maker, as a coach, or as a GM come before the better uh, the betterment of the squad. You know, Joe Douglas and Gerard Roberts are thinking about the Jets. Joe Douglas isn't thinking about making sure he looks good. He wants the team to play, win, look good, and moving forward, we'll see what happens at the quarterback spot. But I do not think Zach Wilson is our quarterback next year. Well, we'll see what happens with that. We'll answer more of those questions as the year goes on, Mike. But what a week for Jet fans. What I, like week. I said to you, Mike, with the way that game ended, we haven't even really talked about Braden Man. We haven't talked about the punt return. Oh, my God. Tra- uh, traumatizing not, not, I don't want to get into that. We're not even going to get into it. We're about to get out of here in a second. We're yeah, at an hour yeah. now. Yeah. But with the way that game ended, right, till right now, it just is kind of a 180 with Jet fans because that's the last thing anyone's thinking about. Um, and just kind of Zach being benched is where people's minds are at. And there's a lot of hope and excitement, I think, going to this Bears game where I don't think if Zach were starting, there would be. Uh, we're gonna I'm going to be at the game this weekend. Me and Sammy will be there. And I think if I was in the parking lot talking to Jet fans and Zach was starting coming off that loss last week, there'd be some trepidation where with Mike White, there's more, Hey, who knows? We don't know, you know? So uh, we'll see Mike, but I think we got everything in, man. I think we're good, right? Yeah, man. We're good. All right, cool, man. If anyone does want to get at us, 
hear us, support us in any way, shape, or form, Mike? How could they do that? Guys, we're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're, on, we're all over the place. Like, subscribe. We love it. On Facebook, we're at abg.chessradio. On Twitter, at aebg underscore nyj podcast. And on Instagram, at jet.aebg. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Garris. On behalf of me, Keith Farrell. Good afternoon this week, everybody. Peace out.